Welcome to Let Go, Lean In, my podcast designed with transformational leaders like you in mind. I'm Lise Lewis, your transformational leadership coach. In each episode, you'll find help growing awareness of your mindset as a leader, be equipped with a tool to let go of unrealistic expectations and self-limiting beliefs that get in the way of your one precious life. My goal is for you to thrive as you lean in toward the leadership call God has put on your life. Join me and other leaders as we let go and lean in together. Well, thank you for joining me today for the first official unpacking of one of the nine core types of the Enneagram and how they relate to leadership because that's my desire, is to help you be equipped as a leader to be the most effective, wholehearted leader that you can be. So Enneagram has nine types, as I mentioned in the introduction to this uh, series, and we're going to start today with a type one. Now, let me say something about the Enneagram, again, still kind of high level, because It's a very complex model and people have studied it for decades. And I mean, individuals have studied it for decades and they know that there are subtleties and nuance that a typical assessment of, you know, like Myers-Briggs or or StrengthFinders, those types of assessment of personality have some pretty straightforward response patterns. This is this is how you show up in in these situations because you are this type. Well, the Enneagram is not like that. We're trying to make it like that and simplify it and make it straightforward. And I'm going to confess, raise my hand right now, that's exactly what I'm going to do as I talk about the Enneagram and leadership. But just know that there are layers upon layers of nuance to the Enneagram. So no matter what core type you identify yourself as, and as you learn about it, you'll be able to go deeper and learn more about yourself and why you uniquely respond in circumstances the way you do. It's fascinating to me. And and so ergo, why I want to spend some extended time for each of the types so that you can not only get to know yourself, depending on what type you identify as, you can also begin to understand others when you learn what their core type is. So today, Enneagram and Leadership Core Type 1. Now, There are many different teachers of the Enneagram. Nobody owns it. So there's not one set of vocabulary that is agreed upon. So if you've heard, excuse me, if you've heard things called something else, don't think that I don't know what I'm talking about. There are many teachers and different vocabularies. So I will try to simplify it and stick to a set of vocabulary that makes sense in light of leadership. So 
Each core type has a title. And the Enneagram core type one is often referred to as the perfectionist. I like the vocabulary, the reformer. And here's why. Type ones have a way of seeing how things can be done correctly. They see it, they know it intuitively. And I mention intuition because core type ones are in the triad of the body. Eight, nine, one, those core types are all in the body triad. And they do go with their gut. You can hear these folks saying, well, I, I just knew in my gut that that was the right thing to do. That is a typical type one as well as eight and nine. A type one also in that reformer position wants to do what is possible to improve situations. So in a work setting, you can show up as a type one recognizing, oh, this filing system needs to be changed. This uh, communications strategy that we have, we can improve upon this. Type ones see systems and know how to improve them. Their organizational skills, their strategic skills, they're off the charts. I'm not saying that other core types cannot possess this skill, but this is of high value and wired in to core type ones. They often get the bad rap as the perfectionist because they are seeing how things could be and want things to be done correctly. And so they point those things out. And you can see where they get the idea that they're a perfectionist because they're pushing, guiding, leading toward excellence. That's not a bad thing. An Enneagram one has high integrity. They have these amazing gifts that they bring to leadership and integrity is one of them. If they say they are going to do something, they will do it to the best of their ability and often pushing themselves beyond what they physically ought to be doing, like lacking rest because the project needs to be done with excellence. They're reliable. Again, they say they're going to do something, they're going to follow through on it. So Enneagram core type one, you know that your word is good. That's a beautiful gift of leadership. You're also very structured. I mentioned that you can see structures and systems, but you personally are very structured in regard to routines, exercise, sleep schedules, the amount of time you spend on given things like getting dinner made. You know exactly how much time you need to have and you use that time frame and then it's time to move on to another activity. Another gift of leadership that an Enneagram One brings is the attention to detail. 
If they write an agenda, people, that meeting is going to follow that agenda. The downsides, the blind spots that the Enneagram One has, uh, I'm going to name just three of them. You, When things are not being done with the criteria of correctness that you know is needed, you get irritated. Now, you may be spending a lot of your internal energy trying not to show your anger. Now, anger, just like intuition, is your body response. Your way of showing your anger, you may have mastered so that you're not saying anything, but unfortunately, because you're experiencing it in your body, your body language can project your irritation, even when you're mouth doesn't say anything. The other blind spot that I want to point out is, yes, the criteria for correctness is high and you know what it needs, what this project needs, what your team needs in order to perform excellently. Well, you also believe that your way is right. Now, Given, given the way that you are wired nine times out of 10, that is true, but there are potentially other right ways to get people to perform, get people on board, all of those kinds of things. And, and that is a blind spot for you, any core type ones. The other blind spot that you have is that because you are pointing out what needs to be done, how it needs to be improved, people can perceive you as overly critical when all you're really doing is showing them what needs to be taken care of so that the end result is excellence. So how do you deal with this internal critic that is nonstop and be able to convey to your people, these are the steps that need to be addressed. This is the the greatest challenge for the Inia one. You have that internal critic and it's directed mostly at you. You are hearing, you need to do that better. That wasn't good enough. It needs to be done this way get over there, get that done, fix that, you mess that up, and whatever variety of internal dialogue you have, the Enneagram One has the biggest challenge to be kind to yourself in the way you talk to yourself. It's, it's painful for a type one to be able to say, out loud some of the ways that they have spoken of themselves. And, and yet it's possible to grow and be kinder in your inner dialogue and then also in the way that you interact with others. And so that is a growth point. And there I'm, I'm just going to point out three that you would be able to Learn to see variety as a good thing. Every one of your team members, even if they're 
type ones like you are going to show up uniquely because there are so many iterations, there are three different subtypes, and you've had a variety of life experiences that you present in your personality slightly different, unique. That's the beauty of learning the Enneagram. You recognize it isn't just a type one. It might be a self-preservation type one with a dominant wing two or a social type one with a wing nine. And you could be a one-to-one with balanced wings. There's a lot of variation. What do all those pieces of information mean? Well, I'm not going to pack it in all at once. We'll reference these different things as the series goes along. But let's finish with the growth points because my type one friend, you are hard on yourself and you're the only one that can help you change that. You can hear a lot of stuff on the outside and learn a lot of things about ways that you can be kinder to yourself. But you're the one that actually has to start doing that. And the invitation is there because you have such a beautiful way of seeing and you want things to be done well and with excellence. And so continue to to do some practices. Schedule play. Now that sounds like an oxymoron to schedule play. But if you, because you are a very routine and structured individual, if you put yourself on the list, for example, when you are exercising, give yourself the gift of, of listening to comedy on your headphones or music that makes you feel light and happy. Things that are playful for you. If you have never done a a particular run and it takes you in a different direction and somebody says, oh, let's go do that. Say yes. Give yourself the opportunity to do things differently, but still be doing the important things. Practice spontaneity. That is almost like telling somebody to grow wings and fly, but that is a growth point for you, any one, to practice spontaneity and just say yes when somebody says, hey, let's go walk on the beach. Instead of looking at your watch and your planner and saying, well, I have 45 minutes between this time and this time. Can we do it then? Put it on your calendar and practice having open spaces on your calendar where there isn't something there. And in that scheduled space of white space, be spontaneous. So these are things, just examples, just touching on the surface of what any core type one are like their gifts, their blind spots, and some growth points. I'm really glad that you're listening into this. I will have in the show notes 
a list of resources that I recommend that you look into to learn more about each of these types, and in particular, our type one friends, our reformers who are going to help us make all things beautiful again. Thanks for being here. See you next time. Thanks so much for taking time to be with me today. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please head over to iTunes and like, subscribe, and leave a review. I know this sounds like a shameless plug, but honestly, your actions on iTunes are the best way other leaders like yourself will find this podcast. I really appreciate it. I would also love to hear your thoughts about the podcast. Let me know what you learned or what you'd like to learn next. I want to invite you to visit lisalewiscoaching.com and sign up for my newsletter where you'll receive just two emails a month with tips and tools on how to further get in your life. Thanks again.